And Derek is here. Hello, Derek. Yeah. Hey, man, I'm fucking here, boy. Let's go. <laughs> All right, that's what we're going to start with right there. It's you being pumped up. So, uh, all right. Spurs in episode two. Welcome, Derek. That's your introduction to the podcast. After uh, after we had, a, we had quite a quite a solid amount of people that listened to us. So, on a serious note, before I start getting all sarcastic with Derek and everyone else here, uh, that was pretty awesome. So, shout out to everyone who's listening to us for the second time and doing it for the first time as well. That was a... Uh, that's pretty sick, um, but I guess let's we're gonna focus on the Euros today, right, fellas? I think yeah. so. Jose, yeah. you guys, you guys pumped up? You ready to? Jose, are you ready to let Derek ruin this for us? Absolutely, absolutely. I can't wait. Let's go. <laughs> um, Derek, do you want to like do a little like self introduction, a self promotion of you and who you are as a person after we took you down a little bit last week? You're not I'm that clear, bad clear, clear up the waves, Derek. Clear up the waves. Yeah, yeah. Clear, clear it up before we get to the Euro. We don't. We know. We know the Euro final. We don't. We don't know you, Derek. I mean, we know you, but the people don't know you. Well, certain things were actually true. Yes, I do live in Maine, raised in New Jersey. Uh, that's where I met you, fucks, because I would go to that awful place known as Flannery's with our buddy Mush. Um, <laughs> easy. We love that place. Is it? I, I, I love Mush. I do love Mush too. Yeah, Mush is okay. He wasn't great last time when uh, I had to remove Nick from the bar. Neither was that uh, neither was that a convenience store sliding door. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> that was like all you <laughs> secretly like the highlight of the night. Like he's just yeah, standing was... there like, what did I do? And I'm like, you're holding the door that like keeps the fridge together. <laughs> yeah, get yourself together and get that refrigerator <laughs> back together. <laughs> I just like hand it to the dude. Jesus. That was a different experience, but um, all right. I think the, is that all the people need to know about Derek is that he breaks doors and convenience stores <laughs> in Chelsea in New York City. Derek, tell us why you're a Tottenham fan. Uh, well, I am Jose. I started playing FIFA as a young boy, and uh, I picked Tottenham because they weren't that good and they weren't that bad. They were kind of middle of the ground as possible, you know, as, as far as that goes. And um, when I actually started following them. The guy who did it for me was Berbatov, you know, this tall Bulgarian monster who was just so silky on the ball. Um, I just love watching the man play. Now he's a turncoat because he went to Manchester United, and I guess he has mixed reviews amongst us. But he was always the one, along with Keane and uh, Defoe. And there were a lot of strikers on the team. And, you know, as a young kid, you want to just score goals. So that seemed like a perfect team to pick. And, uh, yeah, several years later, 15 plus, I kind of regret that. So you've definitely been in misery more than us. Well, I mean, I am a Yankee fan like you, Jose, so we do have a little bit of happiness. Uh, oh, oh, yeah. A, a, a little I, bit. A little I, bit. I, I, shut up. You're Yankee fans. It's only a little yeah. bit. It's like a one season. You still have a winning record. Yeah, you're like in fourth, but like yeah, get over yourselves. But I'm a Bears fan. I mean, the last time we won a title was before I was born. Uh, we're just a collection of miserable fucks, really, is what it comes down to. And I feel like that's part of the Tottenham DNA. And well, that's the- secretly why I actually like rooting for this team, because I'm ready to be let down at all times, and it kind of just fulfills my wishes. Well, in the episode you missed, we've all come to the general conclusion that picking that team that wasn't the best but not the worst may have been a mistake. Yeah, sounds about right. <laughs> Who would have thought? <laughs> Who would have thought? It's all, it's all our football teams. It's all just ingrained into our DNA. 
Well, we're on life support in 40 years and Tottenham somehow wins the league or maybe even just the league cup. It'll feel really great through our feeding tube. <laughs> Jesus. Oh, wow. That, that went downhill quick. Wow. All right. Uh, speaking of being on feeding tubes, uh, England. Wowee. That didn't go wow. too well for them, huh? Great transition. Great transition. Yeah. Awesome work. Yeah. That's what I'm here it, for. It, 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 it was a tough final. It was a tough final. So it is someone speak up or forever hold your peace. I'm just going to go on a limb. I mean, I will, I don't know if I was per se polling for them, but I mean, comparatively, I wanted them to win because of Harry, because I mean, they kind of have former players, you know, I don't hate Kyle Walker. We did get 50 million for him. So I don't have anything against him. We got a lot of money for him. Uh, familiar faces were you guys, was anyone here polling for Italy or were you? I had money money on Italy. Money on Italy. All right. Smart man. Derek, but like, but like we saw, did, like where where everyone did you see the guy there. by the way that put money on Italy for the <laughs> World <laughs> Cup? Yeah, what a dummy! <laughs> wow. They uh, yeah. The for anyone who didn't hear that, uh, I think I saw it on Bleacher Report. They usually have BR bets. They always have those. Some guy bet like a crap ton of money for Italy to win, but he went to the sports book and put it on for the upcoming World Cup, not the Euro <laughs> tournament. That was literally going on. <laughs> Something won nothing. <laughs> Amazing. Yeah, that's wow. I mean. We were talking while we watched the game. I, I think we saw that Nick, you and I were uh, more indifferent. Uh, I kept making my jokes about, you know, American Revolution, War of 1812, just our general history. I, I didn't really care. By I mean, the way, I, we, I, won, I, we won our game last night, England. Uh, England, Wait, did, England did not win last no, night. No, the United we States won. won. Our, we won. Oh, our game. Oh, yes, oh, we beat yeah, Haiti. Yeah, yeah, we, we beat, beat Haiti. Haiti. We did, did beat Haiti but, with our, like, C squad. DK I played, want, though. I do want to I do. I do want to ask Jose and Derek why they I mean I, I why they love England so much. I mean Derek, you said you were you were going to get onto your, your knees to watch this penalty shootout and I was just chilling. I was like who cares like, whatever. I just want Kane to score and then I'm good to go. Sorry, a whole lot of garbage just fell out of my neighbor's car when they opened their back. Sorry. Um great content. <laughs> why, why do I love England? Wow. I mean, Is this bad radio? Is this bad radio? Yeah. Uh, so how do you not love England compared to Italy? I, I, we've never had a single Italian player that played well for us. Um, Trippier, which again, I don't think he should have been pulled, but that, that's for later. Um, Trippier was a solid player for us. Walker, who played great, was also a Spurs. Stalbert for, what, almost 10 years. Um, and, you know, we're going to lose Harry Kane this offseason, but he's been probably the best player I mean, you can argue Bale in his prime when he was with us. Kane's probably been the best player we've had since any of us have been fans. So how do you not root for them compared to a team full of random Italian people, most of which play in an Italian league that I have no connection to whatsoever? In 1816, they burned the White House down. <laughs> yeah, but we look at the White House now. They made a better version. They helped us. <laughs> well, it's a better version now. It was kind of crazy a little a couple of months ago. Yeah, some stuff yeah. happened that day, huh? Yeah. Um, but for me, it's um, it's pretty much Harry Kane. Uh, I feel like Harry's not going to win anything with us. So I want to keep this guy happy because even though I don't feel he's going to win anything with us, I do want to want that guy on our team forever. Yeah. Ben, that's a good question for you as the resident uh, War of 1812 historian in the <laughs> Zoom right now. Uh 
history. Were you, I mean, there was definitely a little part of me. Like I wasn't as the, as PKs were going down, I wasn't actively thinking, dear Lord, we have to win this for Harry or he's going to want to leave like next week or in like two hours. Um, but there definitely was afterwards where you saw photos of him or whatever, just upset where you were just like me personally, I was just like, Oh my God, this guy is like, I don't know. Like you can, you can take the guy out of Tottenham, but you can't take the Tottenham out of the guy. You know what I mean? Like that's almost like the image that you got of this guy again, losing in a final. Like, it, like there was no part of you that was like, at some point, like, damn, Harry, yikes. Oh no, no, no. hundred. I, I said that. I, I think I said like, I just want him to win this tournament. So then he'll have his, his trophy so that he can come back to Spurs, but he already has his trophy, but it was really all about Harry for me. And like that, and I, I feel a rivalry when I think about England versus the U S even though we don't really rival each other in many sports or anything, but I know I, I, I feel that rivalry. Um, Harry Kane stepped up. He put that ball in the back of the net and I was like, I feel good. I'm good to go. And then I was pretty relaxed. I was like, whatever happens, happens. It'll be hilarious if it doesn't come home because it's, I don't know. I'm just an asshole. And I think that'd be hilarious. And then the bro, then the rump, the Italian players saying it's coming to Rome. And like, I found that also that was hilarious. Cool. So that was funny. I was down. I didn't care. It just, it just didn't bother me. Like I know, I mean, we're all diehard sports fans. We know how it feels when you really feel for a team. And I just was like uh, super indifferent. I mean, I wanted Harry to win, but like, I didn't care about Kyle Walker. I didn't care about Trippier. I more cared about Trippier because like, I know he had that really bad season where that, and maybe we should have kept on to hold on to him. Had a really good year last year. Um, there is a little bit of me too that I don't want to like, I don't dislike Italian people. I'm actually part Italian myself, so I'm allowed to say this probably, but I hate when like they come out of the woodwork for like two and a half weeks and they all of a sudden <laughs> loved team Italy. Like, can you just go back in, yeah. can you go back in her cave for three and a half years now? Did, like, did you see, did you see the videos of Brooklyn? No, Brooklyn was, insane. I saw that. I saw that with Italian fans all over the place. Yeah, yeah, there's some flags hanging here in Astoria too. And wow. every if every only... meme was Sopranos. Never, yeah, <laughs> every um, good meme. I mean, it's a little easy to root for teams that are not on U.S. soil. Um, USA soccer is getting better. I'm a, I go to a lot of USA games. I try to be part of the Outlaws a little bit. It's fun. It's a good environment. But have you watched a USA game on the East Coast? It's pretty terrible, man. It's pretty yeah. terrible how much. I mean, I understand when Brazil comes around because there's a lot of Brazilians in, in New York and New Jersey and they'll fill out the stadium more than the USA fans. But I went to a USA Costa Rica game and shout out to the Ticos. But I don't understand how there were more Costa Rican fans in this at this game than USA fans. I think you know exactly why. I think part of it definitely has to do with well, you're going to a friendly, right? Like mm -hmm. if you're going to like, I would, I would argue if it was a little bit more of a serious game, definitely if it was like world cup or something like that was here, they'd, they'd pack it out. But like a friendly, like, I guess, I guess like that's just the state of soccer, right? Like, I mean, I, I, I follow USA. I put the game on last night and they were playing their C squad against Haiti. And I put them on last night, but I still, I don't think I, I don't, I'm, I've, I've seen Spurs play in person more than I've seen, uh, USA playing person, so that's just kind of, kind of how it is for me too. I when it, you it's know, tough. I mean, it's where it is. Like, you remember the Nations Cup? The Mexican fans out 
I mean, I think where, where was that in Denver? And the Mexican fans still outnumbered yeah. us by a lot. But if you go to Columbus, if you go to like the Kansas City areas, I think we, we show out much better. But it's Definitely. what do you mean? It's soccer in America. You know how it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we they kind of concentrate on other sports here. So then they don't lose to teams like Nigeria and stuff and other sports that are <laughs> supposed to be good at soccer podcast um, was that too soon too soon too american uh yeah uh so if we're going to talk about the euro let's stop talking about america um freedom you know <laughs> uh but uh sorry i got a little tear in my eye um it's <laughs> um uh I mean, the whole story is going to be the, the PKs, of course, and I'm sure we have a ton to say about that. But just the game in, in general, uh, I mean, we're all watching it. So, I mean, Ben, me and you had a lot to say about how the game was looking when it was going on in the group text. So, um, yeah, I mean, I don't buy into this, like, that they shut it down. Shaw scores early, so they shut it down. I don't think that's what happened. I think that I think how the game planned, how the game went, is how England planned for it to go the whole time. And I don't know why that's why they're playing playing like that. But I think for me, I mean, the midfield of Italy is way better. So I think that that was probably a determining factor. But what stands out the most for you, Ben, that probably had to go different from an England standpoint? I know that we're none of us really lived or died or cared this this out this outcome maybe for like 10 minutes we were sad for harry but that was about it right but what do you think I it mean, had to be different for england i mean what do you say do you did you want do you want me to say spurs under Mourinho? like is that what you like <laughs> want to hear yeah, that's kind yeah. of i think we're all in the that they played I'm five they played me. five at the back and then they no. brought in De- declan rice and calvin phillips and i'm like this is more spurs than spurs from the past season like even Insane. from the starting lineup go, go and, up early and then, yep, go up super early, get that goal. And then, Nick, you made it when um, Italy when Italy scored. You're like, Kane's inside the goal. I'm like, that's where Kane played when he was playing for the Spurs. So I'm yeah. like, yeah, where where was – they played scared once they scored that goal. And when they came out in the second half, Italy was all over them. There was, I mean, they, they had the better chances. England had some chances to not take it away from them, but – to bring on those players, to bring on Graylish in extra time, to bring on Sancho to, and Rashford in those in that situation. I mean, we, we'll get into that more, but it was just seemed like a poorly managed game where we were up. So let's hold on to this lead and not give anything forward because Kane didn't touch the ball once in the box, and we've seen Kane play well when he doesn't do that because he drops back and he was he was spreading the ball around. I, I thought decently well, but. I mean, the service to him the entire tournament was brutal. It was brutal. brutal. They couldn't get the ball to him. The, one of the best strikers in the world who can't get him the ball. But I guess, you know, this person didn't really do a great job of that either. They just kind of let him also pass to himself. So that maybe they should have done that. Um, yeah, that Grealish thing, though, uh, I was definitely kind of vocal about, like, why the hell is this guy not on? Like, you, you are not – you're creating nothing. You're doing nothing positive. I mean – they have two 90, 90 million valuated players on the bench between Sancho and Grealish, and they both, I mean, especially Sancho, just don't play him. Just like imagine like any of these teams not playing their best players. I, they were definitely playing afraid, I thought, a little bit, but that was their game plan. I didn't think the goal changed it. I think they went into the game playing a little bit afraid. Honestly, kind of like Spurs might do too. Just hopefully, hopefully Kane gets a touch or two, and that's all he really needs. But uh, Derek, you've been quiet. I haven't heard you say anything for like five minutes which has been a great five minutes i will say but 
I think it comes down to coaching. If you look at, it almost feels like to be, to make an American uh, comparison, it feels like a good coach in the NFL versus a mediocre or a bad coach where good coaches make changes in their tactics and even their play uh, or even people on the pitch. And the other team kind of just sits there and does the same shit over and over again. I mean, Italy from the 45th minute on, at least until the end of it, the end of uh, regular time, it was night and day compared to the first half. England was pretty dominant in the first half. And then the second half, they made actual substitutions. I'm pretty sure they filled out their substitutions with the six and extra time. And when you think about it, I think Southgate made two substitutions in 90 minutes. And then he brought Grealish on what at the beginning of the second half of extra time. And then the other two with 90 seconds left. Like it seems like a guy who doesn't know what he's doing compared to a guy who's won a premier league. And while the players on both teams are, Pretty similar. I think England probably had more attacking talent. I think without question, Southgate lost that game and Mancini won that game for his team. Yeah, Southgate was very, I don't know what it is he's got against Grealish and Sancho and a couple of these guys, but why? how that game was just calling throughout the second half. It was calling for something different. He didn't do it. Uh, Jose, you can, you can, we've, we've done a lot of talking over you. Go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, it's all good. It's all good, brother. It, it's it's pretty much what um, what Derek just said. Uh, Mancini did a masterclass on Southgate. Mancini, and they've done it the whole entire Euros. Italy has always played forward. They've always been attacking, and they haven't played sit-back football at all. They might have played a little bit of it in that first half, but I think it's because they were missing some of their um, – Spinozola was, was out, and that's a big factor. Um, he was playing great forward for them, but, um, yeah, they, Mancini just after, at, at, at that second half, he stepped on the gas and they went full throttle trying to get at these guys. They played a lot better football than England did. And it's just, I, I, I mean, we're all used to it. We all were used to it last year under Jose. I don't understand why Southgate didn't go for a second goal. They played sit back football, just like we did all year. Uh, score early, play sit-back football. I mean, you've seen Jose do that for the whole year. He went to a lot of Tottenham games, Southgate. Watched Harry Kane and watched other players. Dude, change it up. Change it up. I, mean, I thought this game was written in stone in that he had the game plan. Let's not shit on Southgate because but he had the game plan for this game set up in the game that he won versus Germany. And the problem was they scored too early, as we said. And the minute he, they scored too early, he wasn't bringing Graylish on in the 65th or the 70th minute to you know, give him some time to settle in and then do what he did in the Germany game, which is create plays, because they were already up a goal. Even though they gave up that goal in the 60th minute, he was too busy. Then he was too scared that he gave up that goal. It was a final. I mean, we're going to leave it for, the, we're gonna leave it for the, the PKs, right? But the whole Graylish thing is absolutely mind-boggling it's it's insane yeah um, i mean at this at this point let's just get into the pks because that was a hell of a penalty kick go around that was a hell of a five round for england because i mean if we're gonna be honest we can we could we could start start with some good harry scored that was great why he went first and you both harry scored yeah uh, uh a lot of coaches think going first is the most important position you make sure that goal goes in yada yada 
I, I, to, I totally get you can see both sides of the spectrum. I think, you yeah. know, you want to you want to get the good start. But then also, you know, hindsight's twenty twenty. All of a sudden you're going down to the fifth kicker and, you know, you had some other options and we'll get there, too. But uh, I mean, Pickford was really good, too. And that. Oh, that save was, was amazing. I mean, that did you think save. when Georgina walked up, did you at all think you were this was over before he, he was walking up? I'm like, I, I almost shut it off. And I'm like, mm-hmm. he saved Georgina's. I was like. No one saves Georgina. Another um, reason why I rooted for England is because I hate Georgina. <laughs> Chelsea fans hate that dude too. Yeah, yeah, I'm not a big fan of his existence, but well, he, he does pun, make pundits love him. He did make their midfield probably way better than England's. I mean, that was yeah, of course. Him and Verratti are better than pretty much anybody England had. Yeah. I don't know why Henderson didn't play more. That's again, That's a I'm great not a sure Henderson fan ever, but. I think he's probably better than Declan Rice. Better, better than Calvin Phillips. I was going to say Phillips is the one that I'm like, uh, he's got to be the weak link in that, that roster, right? That's starting. Well, the thing was, everybody went ape shit after the first game because Calvin Phillips was the best player on the field. And then he came back down to where he probably sits. As he's a good player, but he probably shouldn't be starting week in and week out for a national team of England's caliber. Derek, who are you putting? Who are you putting in first? Are you would you have started with Kane or finished with Kane, or where would you put him in terms of a kicker? He's obviously taking a kick. I mean, it's hard for me to judge this because Southgate put a 19-year-old as the finisher, a guy who plays for Arsenal has probably never been in a high-leverage situation his entire career. He's never taken a, a penalty kick his entire his entire career, Premier League or national team. Well, just un- unforgivable. I mean. It's hard for me because I hate Arsenal. We all hate Arsenal. But everybody on the internet shit on this poor kid who couldn't even legally drink in this country because he took a bad penalty. But I think Manchester United is probably I, – I, my issue is that those two played 90 seconds. And then let's magically throw them into the penalty pitch. I actually don't hate that that was their plan with the penalties. But to put him there in that spot, I mean – my lord, nineteen yeah, years I mean, old. I would, yeah, I would insane. throw up walking over to the ball. Why is he's nineteen? Why is, is Graylish not taking that kick there? Where's I, Sterling? Where's the player that like almost the player of the whole tournament? Raheem Sterling not stepping up, letting the nineteen-year-old go, letting Sancho just step on the field, letting Rashford. Raheem Sterling, my man. Like, what the fuck? Are, where are you? Yeah, Where'd he's you? not a big penalty guy himself. Uh, but I, I mean, because I just seem so. It's so hindsight 2020, and you can argue uh, Kane should shouldn't have gone. I don't know if I would have put him last. I maybe would have at least put him in the middle because you don't want to get down to your last guy. And as we were just saying, Georgina was walking up, and we're like, it's over, and it wasn't. So you don't want to leave Kane for number five, and he then Southgate's going, you know, or everyone's going Southgate. You didn't even get your best striker out there, you know. But even then, it could he, if they missed, which if you switch those around, Kane probably never even kicks if he's left. So I don't really hate him going first. I think I, that's what I mean. Yeah, I probably would have put him three or four as opposed yeah, okay. to first. But it, I mean, why the nineteen-year-old? I mean, yeah, yeah. I, I just, I, I, I felt for him a lot when I saw him walking up too. I was like, uh, you know, I, uh, I forgot who it was in the extra inch as soon as I went. And then you immediately out. sent out that tweet was, shitting at Arsenal. I was like, oh my god! Well, some <laughs> Arsenal fan said something to me, but. Uh, <laughs> 
Yeah, no, I mean, I seriously was just like, oh, my God, this kid. When I saw him walking up, I'm like, wait, isn't he like 18? I, I was sitting there with someone and I was like, I think he's like 18 years old. Why the hell is he going up to take this kick? Of course, I was wrong. He was 19. But, you know, that one year really obviously made a difference for him. And um, OK, that I it's just everything off the field, too. I know, Jose, you want to talk about some of the postgame stuff off the field, too. But just regardless of that, for me, even I mean. You know, any any of that racial abuse is is disgusting. But um, I mean, the, the, the kid, the, kid the, the shot he took was so brutal, too, because he just like you. He didn't have it right away. He didn't have it right away. Why you don't put Grealish out there? Why you don't put Sterling? Like you said, Ben, I didn't expect Sterling out there. But by the by the time that the guy they did send out there was just seemed so there. ridiculous. For me, it almost erased everything Southgate did. Not that he did anything really great in this game throughout the tournament, but you put a kid up there and Southgate has been in that exact situation. He has done that. Yeah, we got to give a lot of credit to the Italian um, goalie. No, no, his presence alone, no, Donnarumma. Oh, he's his presence, a he's monster. Six, he's, he's a, a monster of a goalie. He's that, a, it should be illegal so to big. be yeah. seven foot five so and be big. a keeper. Yeah. And he made, he made, you know, couldn't get down quick enough though. Yeah, he he was intimidating. I think he intimidated the hell out of uh, Rashford on his kick, because Rashford he wasn't even he wasn't even um prepared. He he didn't look mentally prepared to take that I, kick. I want to disagree with you because I thought Rashford got him going the other way. He just hit the post. He yeah, but he. He, he didn't look at the ball at all. He kept on looking forward. Not once did he look at the ball. I, I thought the Sancho and Saka kicks were just, you know, half, like middle middle left or whatever, right or middle right, wherever, not in the corner. Those were the, the sad ones. I thought Rashford got unlucky, actually. Yeah, he I, did. I see what you're he, saying. I, I he see did, what you're saying. But like he, he caused them that slight bit of unfocus on the ball. He, like he kept on trying to stare him down to get him to move the wrong way, which he accomplished. But him staring him down so long made him miss because he didn't focus on the ball at all. It also sucks that we're stuck on talking about penalty kicks to win a game, to win a, a, a the European championship when it's the most, uh, just so it sucks. It really, I mean, I stick, I stick for Americans, earlier. for Americans, it's actually amazing because people who don't love the sport, penalty kicks are excellent. That gets people who don't love the sport to run into the room, to go watch the drama is excellent. But for us as soccer fans or football fans, it doesn't show you anything. It's it's the same thing as a hockey shootout. It doesn't show you anything to prove that your team is actually better. Better, yeah. So I, you, I don't have a, I don't have a better plan, but I right was just now, gonna but. say you said it right there. The hockey shootout. Well, they they eliminated some of those by like literally changing the game. They take players off. They make it more free flowing. Do you think that they could ever? I mean, you want to do seven I mean, on seven I on mean, the full field? Yeah, I, I, I don't know. I think like what, what could they do? Could they do anything? I mean, Derek, what do you think? It's it would. I heard a great idea today on an unnamed podcast, which is super, super popular. But let's hope those people don't listen to it. So the plan that this person came up with was: every five minutes, each team removes one player. So eventually, you'd be down to like seven on seven or six on six, which. Again, five minutes is not nearly enough time, so it's obviously something you can workshop. But, yeah, I don't think penalty kicks, especially in something as massive as the European Championship, I mean, think about how many shootouts there were in this tournament. And how many people missed? Because I, I mentioned that in the top, it's like people were missing penalty kicks all over the place, even just in random penalties throughout the tournament. And you think it was that like the fact that they've been playing football without fans for so long, and now the fans are back? That I mean, 
Uh, I was in the Roger Bennett said this morning, you can never practice. These guys can shoot penalty kicks, left foot, right foot, top corner, bottom corner, however they want. They can shoot the fucking ball out of their ass. He literally said that. And, but you can practice walk that walk up to that spot kick with all those fans in the background, with all that pressure, you can't practice. That can't be practiced. It's a, like we'll never know that 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 feeling, but like it it must be just so immense, just so immense that and you can never really under, you can you can't we'll never understand it. We'll never understand that pressure to walk up, especially during penalty kicks. I mean, I guess imagine too with uh, <laughs> imagine if they had fans in Tottenham Hotspur Stadium last year, and that had <laughs> nothing to do with with Mourinho. Dear Lord, I mean, that would have been ugly. That would have been like no. embarrassing for us, I think. I think that would like, be good for me and Derek. Or uh, me, you, Derek, and Nick. Not, 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 not Jose. Jose was on board all year. Until yeah. Got Just get the fans in so they could boo him. Please. <laughs> Speaking of Mourinho, before we round out some uh, Euro final uh, talk, uh, did you see his comment the other day? He said that Tottenham stole him a cup final. Fair or foul? Jose, I, let me guess your thought. Did Tottenham steal him I mean, a cup final? Absolutely fair. No, no surprise there. Fair. Ben, did the, the Tottenham steal Mourinho I can't a cup if, final? I can't tell if he's being serious or just like just being I am being know. serious. No, he's being um, serious. Look, I'll, I'll say this. What a stupid mistake to fire him the week before. Let him go for that cup. Let him play against Pep. He usually plays very well against Pep. But do I think we were beating Man City? No, no, come on. Let's be, I don't, let's I don't be either, but yeah, you yeah, said yeah. it right there, Ben. You said it perfectly right there. Well, you got to let this guy... Go well, up it's against why, Pep. Yeah, it's why I'll never forgive Ryan Mason because that game was so poorly executed. Everything Com- bad. Completely out of Ryan Mason's league. Completely out of Ryan Mason's league. Yep. Agreed. It, it feels like uh, like bringing on Rashford and Sancho with 90 seconds left. <laughs> <laughs> In extra time. Maybe fire Mourinho after we look like this <laughs> in three months. Not eight days before final. And throw... Uh, Ryan Mason doesn't even have coaching badges and to be the manager. Yeah, that it, that couple that, that fact that it was a couple days before is really the is really the kicker there. It's really the Spursy way of going about that business there. Um, it's what they you know there was those rumblings that you know because of where they were in the league table that's maybe why they did it at the time. But I don't even think they had a game uh, before the cup. Correct me if I'm wrong. I mean they and who cares? It's a cup. <laughs> we need a fucking trophy. Well. Hey, how many of those made-up trophies do we have? Nick, same, as England, we, same as England. How bored were we with that day? How bored were we watching that game? You were just mad that Harry Wink started. <laughs> I was so mad. <laughs> <laughs> I was mad every time Harry Wink started. As I, I mean, we'll get into it in a further podcast, but Harry Winks is why we got into that fight at Flannery's with Much. Oh, man. That was great. So, all right, let's round out the, this final thoughts. Anything? Anyone else got anything else? Uh, I don't know. Uh, I want to say, in defense of a little defensive Southgate, maybe there's that idea that he Saka's so young that you walk that he doesn't understand the fear that you're supposed to expect from these situations. But at the same time, like that's a 50-50 thing. He's still 19 years old, and you failed on that part. And I mean, I'm the most. I mean, I'll say it again. Graylish, Sterling, Walker, step the fuck up. Yo, when we all saw Maguire step up to take the second kick, was everyone like, what is happening? What's going on here? And then he had no faith it. in him. He did crush it. Yeah, he crushed corner. it. And there's a confidence. There's a there's a level of experience and confidence in these situations. And you let three players who 
just came on the field. One of them who's 19 and 19 to, you know, to save the game, to keep the game going. And yeah, it can't, it's wrong. And if, and if, if it went the other way, obviously we'd be talking about it differently, but we're not going to because he missed the kick and they lost the Euros. My, my last thing on the, on that final um, Southgate, you, like I said earlier, you've been to a bunch of Tottenham games and you've watched Jose and the way he plays football. I'm going to read this stat for you. Harry Kane was involved in the sequence of play for all but one of England's goals from open play at the Euros. That's Harry Kane FC, like Ben calls him. Harry Kane FC and nothing else. You have to learn from that. And for a manager not to learn seeing that happen during a Premier League season and just go into the Euros with that style of play, kind of tough, man. Kind of tough. But do you want to get into the fact to the race issues, Jose? Do you want to talk about it? I'm um, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I think it's something that we have to talk about. I mean, to be honest, I don't I don't I don't want the pod to be around this stuff too much because it's terrible. And, I, you know, I don't want to talk about it. I wish we lived in a world where we didn't talk about stuff like this. But unfortunately, it rears its ugly head again. And it's uh, it's tough because it's. It's a game that that we like and that we all follow here stateside. But I, I never would have imagined that this is such an issue in Europe. All over European football, it's like it happens all the time. And it has to stop. It has to stop. And it's um, uh, I was reading a comment, a tweet from this dude named Dave, David Lammy. David Lammy is the shadow Lord Chancellor. I love that. How the UK gives these titles to people. Sounds like some Star Wars thing. The Shadow Lord Chancellor of uh, in the UK, and he he works in Tottenham, so he's a big Tottenham fan. He says, "This is why we take the knee, praying for a better future worthy of the values, beauty, and respect exemplified by every single England player." Um, dude, he hits it right on the, on the head. Like I'm, I work in law enforcement, and we know how law enforcement. A lot of law enforcement has this mindset that out here in the states. People take the knee and that's against law enforcement. That's against the U.S. military. That's against the U.S. government. It's not about that. It's about stuff like this. And this guy hit it right on the head. We have to, when the guys take a knee, they shouldn't be booing in Europe. They should be applauding these guys because these guys are doing it for a reason. And it's because of this. This is unacceptable. It's 2021 and we're still going through the same crap. Um, We got to better. We got to better ourselves, humanity. We have to. We have to. A hundred percent. I just thought it, the worst part was you, you saw it coming right as Saka missed it. Three black um, so football players missing the kicks for England. And you knew exactly what was going to happen. And you know, you know, the English fans and you saw videos of what they did, even separate from the racism of beating the shit out of Italian fans, trying to leave the stadium, the uh, fucking ruckus. They started even before the game and English fans are known for this even more than any other fans. And they're, kind of disgraceful in a lot of ways and i'm sorry if you're english and it, you think it's minority but this is like a constant thing with english fans i mean you saw it even before the game they like broke through the gates people were standing in the aisles yeah so i was yeah. gonna say it started before the game even started they got a little uh a little too out of control there uh i i don't i honestly don't have much to add from what jose said uh a lot of good, a lot of good points it's it's not you know it's not a, a, they don't do symbols and gestures like this to take anyone down. They want to build up a good cause. And 
unfortunately taken in the wrong light some sometimes and yeah <laughs> England fans are even before the game Jesus because they're just they're just people security guards trying to do their jobs and you're gonna start the game by beating up people and getting in the stadium and finishing it with ridiculous stuff but yeah yeah I don't know ugly stuff ugly stuff I think the worst part uh obviously is the way the fans acted and the people on social media but Ultimately, I think the journalists in England are just as responsible, if not more, to feeding that fire because they took down Sterling for a tattoo of a gun on his leg. Like, oh, what a monster for that. Shut the fuck up. Rashford has done countless, countless things for hungry children in that country, and he still gets fucking shit on. And the guy's been doing great things for years because everything he went through that he wants to prevent children in that country from not dealing with. And Saka, as we said, is 19. I unfortunately don't know much about Sancho, so I can't really include him in this conversation. But these are not people that should be chastised for failing on a score. Instead, it's not its not even about the kick. If they were white, if it was Jordan Henderson, uh, Luke Shaw, instead of those guys, they wouldn't be getting banana and monkey emojis on their, their social medias. It's strictly because these young black guys failed and, oh, well, it's a bigger deal because they're black. Let's do that. And it's just, it's fucking childish, man. Same Nobody, type of thing happens all over the place. Italy has been responsible for it as well. But minority or Italy's, not. Italy's terrible. Italy's awful. No, most awful. most most of these European countries um, have this, this problem. I mean, it's not, I mean, we're not saying the States doesn't have the issue as well. The States definitely does. But I mean, Europe, it's, it's exemplified all over sports especially football. So uh, the racism of, goes around. I mean, we have our own issues here in America, so I don't think we're anything special. I, I think most people that listening to this know that. But the racism thing is a European thing. What The difference between the English fans is the English fans like beating up people and starting a fucking just destroying things is, an, is more of an English thing than it is for other countries. Maybe when you get to like, I don't know, like, uh, like Hungary and like the... The Slavic bloc, it gets a little more dangerous too. But England has been like no has been known for this. Waiting outside for the Italian fans to beat the shit of them because they fucking lost. Like that's a thing that you've read about. I've read multiple books about English fans and the, you know the firms and how they fight and all that stuff. And you don't you don't really get that in Germany or Italy. You get the racism. You do. You get the racism. You don't get the the actions of these English fans that you saw in the videos after the game. It's just sad, bro. But it's sad because this is a game that we all love, right? It's a game that brought us together. I'm a Puerto Rican guy living in Puerto Rico right now. I met you guys in New York, but I'm here in Puerto Rico. Ben is a Jewish guy. Uh, uh, we even had a, a Indian dude hang out with us at the at the bar. It, it brings. It's supposed to bring people together. It's not supposed to separate us and and single us out like these guys have been doing on on Twitter. That's it's stupid. It's a game that's supposed to bring us together not put us apart. That's the key. It's a game. It's not changing your life, whether England wins the World Cup or the Euros or anything. It's version of the title. Yeah, it's going to be awesome. But I'm not going to walk out on the street and just like punch a granny. Maybe. Yeah. Actually, well, <laughs> Derek. Classic Derek. <laughs> <laughs> don't, don't take back something you might do. All right, Nick I, Nick, I have a question for you. Like, do you think the fact that 
European football fans generally follow their one team. It's it's a different culture of how closely you follow it. You, I mean, I guess sometimes I follow rugby or cricket, but you, usually it's just your your football team. And while we have multiple sports to follow, so we kind of move on. And yeah, we have our fights for sure, but I don't think we wait there to fight. We our fights kind of occur naturally and stuff like that, and they're not as all encompassing and stuff like that. Do you think it's a more of a thing in America that we just have other sports to root for and we kind of move on? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's definitely depends on like the area too. And like, we're, you know um, I guess the more sports, the more teams definitely is a part of it, but it's a little bit different here than say Buffalo, you know, where I'm from, where living in New York, uh, when Spurs win or lose the title where we were all hanging out, we all were going to go on and there's other stuff going on in our lives. Cause we live in New York city and there's a ton going on. And that's not to put down Buffalo, but they, they ride and die with their teams a little bit more. Cause that's what happens there. It's the sports teams happens there. So people it's, you know um, yeah, it's just, it, it, I think you do have a good point there, Ben, where it's, you know, people ride and die with their one sporting team a little bit more. Uh, de- definitely. Uh, definitely. It's just a different beast here, you know? Um, I mean, you'd think too, the games, you know, you think London would have better things to do than riot. But I think, uh, I think maybe that, that, that pride maybe gets in the way a little bit too much, unfortunately. And um, even like we said before, uh, Jose, you're talking about, uh, you know, taking a knee and how sometimes it gets taken out of context like that. Like, I mean, no one's doing that. I mean, we are we're, we're just as at fault here for that. And I mean, you didn't, uh, I think uh, England's prime minister kind of made a comment about, you know, I think I saw uh, Gary Neville was going off about it, that the prime minister said, uh, you know, people have a right to boo people who take a knee. But then after the game, he was saying, Oh, you shouldn't be racist. Like, what? Like, you get, what? Like, that doesn't, yeah. like, you can't you practice what you preach. And, you know, it's, it's, yeah, I mean, and, and, and again, I'm, I'm, it's just a different, different no matter where you are, too. Uh, I mean, certain places you've heard, I'm not going to say certain places' names, but I know like uh, Colin Kaepernick has, has been asked what places everywhere didn't treat him the same. You know what I mean? He got treated mm-hmm. differently in different places by different cultures and that sort of thing. And yeah, different cultures, different football culture, especially uh, especially a place like England where they just want to kill each other all the time for being Spurs fans and Chelsea fans and Arsenal fans. And then when they all can team them up for that one couple of weeks, it's a little bit of a powder keg, I guess, right? Yeah. yeah. It's the city thing, right? I mean, not not so much. Like, I mean... New York, New York's the biggest city in this country. We get at most two teams. They get like 10. Not all of them are in the Premier League, but like yeah. six or five or six of them. So there's this like ingrained hatred between in already in between England fans. And we should all love each other when England's when I mean, not, not us, but like when England's playing. But I mean, me and you are hot, we're quick to jump on to make the joke like uh, Arsenal because we're Americans. Like we're not we don't care that much about if England wins. We care about we're we're club over country and, and the fact that Europeans. Yeah, no, and I mean probably we'll, U.S. too. But we'll be, I mean, we'll be the first ones that go. You know, whether it be if that was um, I don't know. <laughs> I'm the first one to go and make a make a Josh Allen joke at Flannery. So you guys know what I mean. So, <laughs> you, guys, you guys are all there. So. And Harry, then, Harry Winks and Josh Allen. And then I can't that's wait to uh, tell that story. And then that's uh, that poor, poor refrigerator door got the worst of that. 
uh, let's uh, let's get off of this. You know, move on. A little let's bit. get off of this. Yeah, get on to the uh, the one thing I see you had written there, Ben. It's really the last thing that I have down is just surprises. I don't know if you wanted to talk in a Spurs sense from just the Euro tournament um, or what. I want to, I want to get the youth movement speech on how he felt about the Euros. So <laughs> should we bring in Jose's son for some yeah, youth talk about wanna, how he felt about, about European football? That's a good you idea. Talk about the Euros. Derek, hello. say hello. Derek, do you want? Do you have a question for the youth movement? I would ask, which team were you most surprised by this Euros? I, I have to say Denmark. Um, I, I think they had like a really they they have the quality because you know like in the beginning they had Ericsson and then that tragic thing happened, but uh, they have quality and they have like a good defensive team. But then, you know, you saw Hoybeard and how he got involved into the attack and play a lot. And that he kind of carried the team a little bit. Like, in my opinion, he was a very um, inspiring uh, player towards what uh, an incredible run. They went to the quarterfinals, right? So um, it was a good run. And I, it would have, I wouldn't be upset if, if they beat England because they were doing a really great run. So Denmark is my, it's my team. That's what I love that answer. Yeah. Yeah, That's definitely, um, what do you think of the final game? That it sucks. Um, I wanted, I wanted Kane to win so you can finally have a trophy. Um, it's not happening. I don't think it's happening anytime soon in Tottenham as much as it hurts to say. But uh, yeah, um, the I I felt like I I don't know if I would have trusted Saka in that like last kick. Like he's he has he's good, but you know he's good and he's talented. But he's I think he's a little too young to be in that position. So I don't know. Maybe someone more experienced. I don't know who would have. Maybe Grealish, but Sterling. Kind yeah, like, Sterling. Kind of like Kyle, Kyle Walker. Carrying yeah. tri- oh, no, was Trippier still on the field? No, I think he got subbed off for Grealish. Stones. No Stones. I think I so, read that if they would have kept going, I think it was going to be Phillips next, and then Pickford was going to be like the seventh or eighth kicker for them if they would have went to everyone on the field. What's that? The same size as everyone. Donnarumma is a six foot seven Italian man with a mustache and goatee, and Pickford six one. Yeah, but let's, let's not blame Pickford for what happened at all. Oh, no, no, yeah, it was great. Yeah, he yeah, was. Yeah. Spurs surprises or su- surprises of the tournament type thing. Were you thinking Spurs surprises or just like surprises in general? Um, when I was thinking about it, I wrote just surprise in general. Spurs surprise would be great. I mean, I think the biggest Spurs surprise was how well, as Aaron mentioned, uh, Pierre played up when we pushed they pushed up field for Denmark I mean the biggest surprise was definitely Switzerland beating France I thought France was going to make it to the finals for sure um but the whole story behind the France team with what was it Rabio's mother and yelling at Kylian Mbappe's dad or something was and like and then I started so I read into that a little bit more and I heard that's like a constant thing with France like I, I know they won recently but like they have this like all this like fucking drama and infighting which is so French <laughs> no, they at the last World Cup they had that horrible situation too. Um, yeah, 
Yeah, let's get our youthful thought. What was your surprise determined if you got like a Spurs surprise or whatever? I mean, um, I know Ben just took your took your thunder there. Oh, and as a good. young guy go oh. first and you go over here and you cut him off. How dare you? <laughs> Trying to be it's young. All good. <laughs> this is our future here. Um let me think. Um I there is there's a lot of for me, I and the goalkeeper for Italy, um, Donnarumma, he that was for me a big surprise because I at least for me, I've never heard of the guy. So he just came out of nowhere and he he was very um, influential in how Italy played, and he saved them basically from men because they got into penalties against Spain as well. So if it wasn't for his performances, I don't think Italy would have made it to to the final. So for me, it's Donnarumma. Um, there's also like surprises in general, like. Uh, I think Pedri for uh, Spain. He had a really good um, tournament as well. Um, I think Pogba was a little overrated. I I'm not that sure. goal, but that goal, so good. He has the talent to do that. Yeah, yeah, it's it's classic I'm, Pogba. You're right. Yeah, I mean, you saw him in the West Ham game, so as well where he did that goal. But uh, Pedri, Denmark, Switzerland had a good run and. I thought Spain was actually going to be a lot, like a lot more competitive. They lost to, they lost to Italy, right? Yeah. So, I thought they were going to be a lot more competitive, and I don't know, Mar- that Morata situation is not looking all that great. So, yeah. But there's always the World Cup. So. I mean, Spain had that, that five. Spain had that five hole game, but. If you, if you remember the first game they had, it's it's, it's classic Spain, like that, what's it called? Like the ticky-tock football where they just make 3,000 passes to like year 100, but they can't finish. And it was it was like it was like watching boring football for a while with Spain. I just, they needed like a Fernando Torres. They needed a David Villa. They needed something. And Murata, yeah, he had that amazing goal to win them. What was that? Five, that 5-3 game that he won an extra time. And they scored it. They did score a lot of goals, but they never seemed like a team that was scoring a lot of goals. They just seemed like a team that classic playing classic Spanish football, passing around way too much and never having that real killer instinct, even though they yeah. did get unfortunate lose to Italy in PKs. Do you know who their keeper is going to go sign for next? No. Who? Italy's keeper, Donnarumma. Is that how you say it? Oh, PSG yeah. till 2026. PSG. Yeah, yep, he's about to go to PSG. Him and, every, him and everyone else is fucking offseason. I think it's hilarious that you go back like two, three years ago. He talked about wanting to leave Milan and the entire country of Italy wanted to murder him. And then 48 hours later, he took it back and now he's he's the man. <laughs> no. All right. All right, let's get your dad back on here because we got to ask him his terrible take on the surprises of the tournament. Thanks, buddy. Thank you, guys. Have Thanks, a man. Cheers. All right. Well, your son was better than you again. Yeah, I see that. He was <laughs> awesome. Um, all right. Yeah, he gave us his surprises of the of the show. What's yours? Before I cut off the show and before asking my Derek. my surprise. I don't know if you guys mentioned it, but uh, it's not a surprise. It's just an admiration, and it's a guy that we all hate. Kialini. Um, he still. Stand him. Yo, we all hate him. I we all can't stand him. So many times. <laughs> I bumped that makes Nick, I makes Nick so mad. I just hate that guy so much. Just, just, 
I guess game got to recognize game, brother. Game got to recognize game. And this dude is still performing at a high level. Like, I didn't think he still had that in him like that. He's 36 years old and he was looking like he was staying with some of the fastest guys. And he he, he was I, I can't stand to do it, but you got to give it up to him. He played. He played amazing. That's pretty much my surprise. He well, was uh, hit Saka with the Looney Tunes move when he grabbed the back of his shirt and had him airborne. Oh my goodness, that was insane! So that's just that wasn't a red card, I guess. That's just like a, fa- a fair, uh, you know, pulling the guy back. Because in football, that that's a fifteen-yard penalty. In American football, it's a fifteen-yard penalty. Yeah, the game with pads Where, and all that. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know where you hit people actually. Five-yard <laughs> penalty, but automatic first down. The uh, horse collar. That's the a horse collar tackle. Yeah. That's so. a horse collar tackle. Don't you cover yeah, football? <laughs> well, I don't know. He's holding. If you're, t- if you're talking about within five yards of the line of scrimmage, then that's five yards automatic first down. Come on. Is it not? Am hey, I Derek, wrong? Was, maybe if it was on the line. Yeah, maybe. But it wasn't. This guy was out. He was out. Mm-hmm. He was a, a wide no, receiver it was pretty going, bad. going to score. That was pretty bad. Um, uh, Derek, before the cops have to take you to your uh, jail cell, what was your surprise? <laughs> Yeah, before your allotted phone call is up for the day. my phone call. It's okay. It's okay. Your microphone doesn't make you sound like you're in jail at all. Go ahead. Uh, but just to piggyback off of what Jose said, we're going to give Chiellini, who is scum of the earth, any credit. I think he deserves tons of credit. Man scored the gold, tied it, took a great penalty in extra time, or in uh, penalties. And then was shit talking his face off afterwards. And it's coming I, Rome. I got a lot of respect for that. They um, they were the most consistent team throughout the tournament, though. From game one, we were like, "Oh, this team can fuck." This team, we were kind of surprised that it can go. This team can play, and they were consistent throughout. And we weren't shocked. No one, no one was shocked when they won the whole thing. No one was. Yeah. No, no. By the end of the tournament, no, it wasn't really shocking. Um, I mean, Hoiberg was definitely my Spurs surprise. If I'm I mean, one, I, I, I don't know if I expected it to be any different, but it seemed like Kane played a lot in this tournament too, for talking about selfishly for Spurs. Like I would really have loved him to have the entire tournament off and then just play the final. Cause that dude just never, never not plays. I mean, DCL isn't that bad. Like they couldn't have just put him out there for a couple extra minutes and like the group stage, like what the hell? Dude, it was money this year. He should definitely have given him at least a couple minutes. I think one game he came off with like eight minutes left. Yep. Yeah. Literally, yeah. They, they took Kane off, and I was like, oh, great. A couple minutes. And I looked at the time, and I was like, okay. <laughs> He's not even going to get his shoes off. Like, Well, I think the style they were playing was Dominic Alvaro-Lewin can't really drop back, and there was no service into the box. So, yeah. I mean, it wasn't – DLC yeah, only I mean, so- – I didn't think he was going to do anything different, but yeah. – uh, TLC only survives on service, on jumping way higher than everyone. And like, that's that's his game. Kane can do things that TLC can't even dream of doing. I mean, this let's, is let's, let's, jump, let's jump into the transfers. And I'll start off with someone who, we, do we get the name right on Fabio? It's, I, I heard uh, Fabrizio say it. It's, it's Paratici or Paratici. It's, it's not sub- as confusing as we thought it it's was. It's supposed to be. It's supposed to be Paratici. That's no, what no, I heard. No. Fa- Fabrizio said it differently when I was listening. Really? He said, Let's just go pa- with Paratici. Paratici. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or Paratici. Paratici. That's, it's one of those. We're going to call him Paratici. I'm yeah. sorry. We're Americans. Fuck us. But like, anyway, let's move on. So, <laughs> How much are you? <laughs> Lovely. That was really good, Nick. So I hope I, hope I get Thomas, So I hope I get his name right. Max, Max Sans LaCroix. 
French international, 21-year-old, plays for Wolfsburg. Um, this was one of Fabio's, as he said. I mean, this could be bullshit, obviously, because, you know, media in Europe. But dream signings. Um, from the videos I watched, he he can he's fast. And I back that up. I, he's, I think he, the top max speed he reached running this year was top 10 in the Bundesliga. Um from what I saw from the videos, he's that his last minute clearances are excellent. Unlike Sanchez, who we got for the same thing for speed, but um, those these are I mean uh, these are also highlight videos, so I don't know. Um, he is an eighty he had an eighty seven point eight percent passing rate. Played all thirty games. Played twenty nine of the uh, played all thirty games. Sorry for uh, Wolfsburg, and he's twenty one years old, and he he looks the part. He's six foot two. And everything I saw looked great, obviously. And it's it's more the speed. The speed is what we need because I think that's what we really obviously lack on our in our defense. So he's right-footed. I know we're kind of looking for that left-footed center back, but I think that'll be either another guy we find because Dyer should never be on this team again. But anyway, um, a lot of positives. Twenty-one year old, twenty-one years old, and yeah, we we're looking for pace and we're looking for the guy who can you know. If you make a mistake, he can catch. He can he can recover quickly and get that ball out of the way. So, I think this is the one of, one of, one of the players that would be perfect for us from his profile, from his video, because we are really looking for that pace at center back. Yeah, Tony I mean, Mitchell. I think they definitely dropped off. Sorry, was I, I mean, I was just going to say oh. between Toby and between Jan. I mean, these these <laughs> this there were steps lost, but you know, uh, hopefully these guys who you know you you. You can't really almost you, you almost can't teach that speed that you know that ability. So I get you were saying there, Ben. Uh, I just hope, which is asking a lot to have a center back to be a you know a ball handler, a ball player like you know Toby was in his prime and still probably is. You know, I mean that, that's that's, a, that's where I was gonna go with this whole thing. I mean he sounds like a great great signing, twenty one years old, but that's my whole issue with the whole thing. He's twenty one years old, and if let's say um, things that are being rumored, Toby leaves and goes away. And then uh, we have LaCroix back there. Who's going to be that experience to help him back there? That, 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 that calming voice, you know, that, that, that worries me a little bit. Because if we lose Toby well, and we sign LaCroix and let's say we sign uh, Tomiyasu, that's a lot of inexperience back there at our, at our defense and something that it's a little concerning. But I, I mean, overall, I, I do think that's a, a good move. He seems like he got a high ceiling. And then, but the whole thing is like, we've been trying to sign two center backs. That's been what's going around Twitter. That's what our media says. Even it's, I think it's what Fabio said in his interview. So maybe that second person is that, is that guy, you know, maybe a little athletic, more experience, whatever, but he has, he, it seems like he could be a better Sanchez because when I look at what Davis and Sanchez, I see this—you see the speed, you see that all that—but you also see his like robotic movements, his inability to really like turn to the play and stuff like that. Which I don't—he's a little reckless, and I don't know how reckless uh, Lacroix Lacroix is. Obviously, we haven't—I haven't watched many Wolfsburg games, but the pace—I think the pace and his completion percentage and his passing is looks pretty good and. That's his pace is what we're looking for, other than a left footed center back. Who do you want to? Do you want to destroy Ben for 
criticizing Sanchez? Ah, uh, man. Um, <laughs> again, I think Sanchez will be a great player. I just don't think he'll be that guy at Spurs, unfortunately. I just think he he really flourished between Jan and Toby, and we're not going to give him that type of setup unless transition. We were to buy somebody like Joaquin Anderson. The guy who played at Fulham last year. He's at Lyon. He's a little bit older than Lacroix. I'm going to go with Lacroix. That sounds more French. Um, the problem with Anderson and my boy Nathan A. Clark was really high on us buying him originally. And then I guess when he dug into the film, it wasn't great. Because you look at this guy and he's like pinging passes all over the field in the air like prime Toby. Like his, his YouTube clips are insane. Everything is right on the money. He looks like he's six foot seven. I think he's actually six foot three. But again, I think he presents a lot of the problems that we already have right now where defensive problems. Really well. He's an excellent passer. I think he one of we're throwing stats there. I think he was fourth in the average uh, long pass for defenders in the Premier League. But he's just not great defensively. And while Lacroix is 21 and has room to improve, and again, maybe Anderson suffered from playing on fucking solo. I know Scott Parker has a nice spot in some of our hearts. For me, it's more the tearing up grass, running in circles. But I don't think he was prepared to have a defensive setup the way that someone who has a clue what they're doing is. But it did just seem in the games that I did watch, especially against Tottenham, that he looked really comfortable on the ball. He just didn't look very comfortable when he was running backwards trying to defend people from, you know, scoring in his goal. So he's iffy, but I've seen a ton of links even from shit. January, it felt like we've been looking at this guy. Can I add something? Sure. (laughs) (laughs) Wait, Nick asking Derek to add something? No, I'm going to add something. They are both 77 overalls in FIFA. Love it. Wait, I know Ben Ben hates that. They're both 77 (laughs) overalls. What do you mean I hate that? Why do I hate that? Didn't you hate that last week? You're like, don't make that comparison. Don't make the FIFA thing. Oh yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't, I don't love the, I don't love the FIFA thing. Also, because like one's <laughs> one's twenty one, one's twenty five. Like, you know, right. You know. I'll take the twenty one year old seventy seven on the twenty five year old seventy seven. Uh, um, logic. FIFA, in Derek's FIFA season. He's going undefeated right now. <laughs> that is some managerial chef's kiss. Do you have a preference? And I mean, like it, this Jules Conde guy looks like. It's not happening just because he doesn't want to play for a team that's not going to play real Europe, real European football and 60 million price tag is not something we pay. But no. um, who who's going to let's say we do. I mean, there's so many guys. The, the thing was with Fabio was saying, like, I what was it? He he likes to go after 10 guys at once and then, like, break it down from there. I was like, oh, yeah, that's an interesting way of going about things. But that was going to make this harder to talk about transfers because he's going after like literally every center back, everyone. So uh, I just heard, he just said, I heard dream signing from Fabio in a quote. So maybe it was a lie, but that's why I, that's why I kind of uh, did my research on this guy. I heard the same thing. I I mean, I think he's, it'll it'll be a good investment and just a little worrisome because of the age. And like, if we lose, if we lose Toby, just the, the experience factor 
A little worrisome. Don't worry. No, we get Dyer. Dyer will talk to him the whole time on the field. <laughs> I know one that, that we're not going to get. Grenier? Vestergaard. Vestergaard is not happening. Not that I care. So, do we have a lot of links to him, but so what I what I heard today is that Southampton is yeah, very, very thing. pissed off at Tottenham and Levy. Because apparently, <laughs> like after the whole dealings went through with Hoiberg, we pretty much only paid three million dollars for or three million pounds for Hoiberg. We give we, Kyle, they give him Kyle Walker Peters. What overpriced at at 12 million? <laughs> Levy masterclass. Yeah. Levy so that, masterclass. So like after the fact they get mad, like Get over yourselves. Like, yeah, they're, sorry, they're salty. But, they're salty. No, but like, we all know that, like, when Levy does business with people, they generally hate him afterwards. So, yeah, yeah I think that's out of the question. South Ham is not giving us that guy. Would you want him? Really care. Would you want him, though? I, I would take anybody. We have Dyer right now back there, guys. Derek. Dyer and, and Sanchez and. Derek, you wanted to talk about Vestigard. Go. Quickly, old man, he'll be 29 next month. He doesn't do anything all that well. I mean, he's pretty good in the air offensively. But if I, you had to give me the choice between Danish Anderson or Danish Vestergaard, I'm taking Anderson all day, every day. And right now, on transfer market, they're about the same price. Like Vestergaard is just an enormous oaf. He's not quick, he isn't particularly good at anything. He's just a guy, and we have plenty of guys. At least Anderson has a specific skill that he is excellent at. That I can get on board with. Maybe you stick him next to Roden if Roden ever plays for us more than one or two games in, in a cup match. But do you, do you want to talk Roden real quick? Nick, do we have this time? Yeah, we should wrap up on that one, though, probably. Let's, let's, let's wrap up on like what we feel truthfully about Roden. Because you know what I said. Like I think he's a little – maybe we overrate him because we're Spurs fans. And, I mean – he had some excellent games during the Euro Cup, but then he had that they had that four nothing loss, and I, I I don't know what to think of truthfully think about him. I didn't see anything that was super special. People, sir, some people said he was excellent. Some were saying, I mean, I just thought he just looked fine. There's a center back for Wales. Cool. He looked pretty good at times. I I I just think he needs more run before we even can say anything about him. I think we need he needs to be given a run, and I'm I'm fine with you know Anderson and bringing in another center back because we can't just have him back there. Davidson Sanchez had a couple good games. Unfortunately, uh, he himself missed that uh, penalty kick to get Columbia eliminated. So <laughs> and, uh, and then Everton Yeremina stepped up. So like let's... yeah, Spurs Everton Spider Man meme. Arsenal's getting there too. <laughs> Arsenal's no. Arsenal's like just there also. Yeah. Um, but uh, I think if I, I mean if, if you're going to add someone young, that's great. But I also would still rather just see one of those guys come in and then get, give Broden some more time. I mean, if that means we're, I think a, a whole under the surface thing here too between you know not even just playing Roden and and stuff like that. Like we're going to talk about. Or we're gonna smack talk Dyer a little bit a couple minutes ago. I mean, like, get someone for him, get something for him now before we go down Danny Rose territory with every single damn player on this roster. Because why the hell do we always have to do that? Just get what. Just you're not gonna win them all, Levy. Levy, you're not well, gonna win them all. This is why Southampton doesn't want to talk to you anymore because you won too much. So <laughs> well, Levy. Uh, I mean, I've said it multiple times. Levy cares more about winning the deal than actually getting the player that's gonna help us. So. 
Yeah, and there, there's so many of those players that we have right now. Well, like Jaffet's there. I mean, I, my problem with Jaffet is I, I like I like him playing defensively in that right back position. If we play a five in the back, he could he can nicely slit and slide into that right side of the center. But I don't love that he's only six feet, and I hate say, saying like stupid things like that. Maybe, but like, yeah, when crosses come in, you're only six feet. It's 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 an issue. You know, I've seen him play excellent football, like recovering. Uh, his tackling is, I think, is excellent. But I think his size is good if he's going to play on the outside. But that's the thing for yeah. me is I'm like, if he's going in the middle, I'm like, Ugh. like, and, and that's what he's supposed to be better at. than him. Yeah, and he's supposed to be better in the middle, and it's he's got to use know. that body. He's got a big body, so he could use that. But yeah, being a little shorter is has become a problem, and like as being a central defender in the Premier League or in just in soccer in general, I think it's been the thing for. Forever. I mean, you, you, you even watch Maguire for England. He doesn't score, but he wins like every header. He gets his head on every ball. I know it's giant, but like enormous it's head. a huge thing. Yeah. <laughs> he's got to learn how to fucking finish, but like hopefully he doesn't. I don't need him to finish for the next year. So it's all good. I mean, I think the good thing with Roden is that we actually haven't exposed him to too much play. Because you think about the center back options we have, we know most of them are terrible. With, at least with him, we have some hope. And it may be completely unfounded and useless six months from now. But there's this, I mean, the guy's never played in a real league before. He played in the championship with Swansea. And even the fact that he's, I mean, he's not 19, but even the fact he played well with Wales, at least in spurts, is pretty promising compared to, again, the dumpster fire that we have in center, with center back. I can at least make believe and squint my eyes and say, okay, Roden could be a guy for the future, whereas... I mean, I've been a Sanchez guy since we signed him, but I don't know. Unless we're playing three at the back, I don't really see what value he has on our team. And even then, I don't know if I want him playing three at the back. He just makes too many mental mistakes. I'm pretty excited about Roden. I think, just like Nick said, as long as he gets his fair share of minutes, he'll show us that he's a pretty good center back. And the thing I like about him the most is, you see fire in him. You see that he wants to be out there. He wants to make plays. Like, he's not like, you know, I, I'm a kind of a Sanchez fan too, man. I, I don't hate the guy that much. I clown him a lot, but I don't hate him that much. But you don't see that from Sanchez all the time. You don't see that from, um, from well, not from Dyer. Dyer definitely has it too, but Dyer just stinks. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, I like that. He has a lot of heart, man. You can see that he wants to be out there. He wants to play. Also, they need to cut better promos for Rodin. Maybe some- his face. His face <laughs> is on fire. His face looks like it's like the reddest thing I've ever seen in my life. Looks like you should be living on my block. Yeah, he definitely lives <laughs> on your such, block. That was such a good comment. Yeah, looks like he's yeah. That meth has been really hitting Rodin pretty hard. So, oh God, his face looks. I'm like he's Davies. Davis, a very good looking man. Like, and then Rodin, his face is just like red as can be, ready to go. I guess. But um, <laughs> Nick, I'm gonna throw it over to you now. You throw either, it over me. Yeah, either end it, give you some comments, Derek. <laughs> <laughs> I don't Derek. know how we're ending the pod again on talking about Derek this meth thing, man. <laughs> Derek, just go say Spurs out, but say it loud so we can actually hear you. Say Spurs out. Spurs out. Oh my god. Yeah, that was pretty <laughs> right, let's try it again. Let's go again. Let's go again. Let's go again. Do you have a microphone? Yes. Yeah.